0: Hello and welcome to another edition of MMA Uncaged, Episode 3, proudly brought to you by Ginger Fox Coffee. Guaranteed to make you as clever as a fox. Check out gingerfoxcoffee.com for more details. Joining me as always, Gareth Soldierboy McClellan. But before we get to the introductions, Gareth, it has been an interesting week, and we've got to give a shout out to uh, the EFC fighters, uh, athletes all over South Africa doing their bit during this COVID 19 pandemic, handing out food parcels. It's really great to see. Um, no UFC this weekend that's passed. Now we've got more UFC coming up, of course. But John Jones and our favourite, Francis Naganu certainly had people excited, didn't they?
1: Yeah, man. Listen, uh, I, I was hoping that we were going to get to see some uh, skull cr- uh, cracking and uh, we didn't. Uh, but, uh, you know, I suppose that's the time we're in at the moment. We just have to have to hold times and wait. There's a there's a card coming up soon. Uh made card is uh main fights is quite interesting. Um I, I like that Gilbert Burns. I think he's uh he's a talented kid and he's um he's not afraid to uh to take on the old dogs and uh you gotta have a certain uh charisma about yourself to be able to get in there and you feel comfortable with, with legends and he showed that against Damian Meyer. Um, his finish of Damien Meyer was impeccable. Yeah, the the news, the the hype. There's quite a lot. uh Some exciting stuff there. I, man, I would love to see Francis Ngannou fight Charles Jones. I think, <laughs> I think it would be a cracker because I I think if there's anybody who can negotiate that power and but he'd still be super technical and still control the whole environment. It's John Jones. I mean, he's proved it time and time again. He's uh, he stood in there with some, some serious heavy hitters and he's, he's just really taken those guys to school. Um, you saw what he did to DeSantos. Um, but I don't know. Uh, Francis is, uh, <laughs> man, it's like sitting like in front of the Grim Reaper.
0: Gareth, before we get to our guest uh, on this, what shall we say, lockdown edition as we continue into week 3050 of the lockdown in South Africa, um, the heavy hitters have been getting Twitter a buzz. We've got Stipe Miocic, who can't train at the moment, um, saying that he would rather be facing DC and Daniel Cormier. That means that we could well see Naganu and Jones go head to head.
1: Well, listen, I think that there's a fight that's definitely going to happen. I think it's kind of just, again, it's uh, um, uh, making uh, each body happy. I think that's, um, each guy wants to know that he's, he's been looked after. You know, as fight, fighters can be very temperamental. And then the higher we come the ladder, the more we think we deserve more. And uh, we dig our heels in. But look, I think that that little, that little, little quadrant of fighters... Um, poses something very interesting. Because, I mean, there we go. We get a DC Stipe. Stipe Stipe wins. Uh, Does he retire? Does he stay in? Does he relinquish? DC wins. Uh, Does he stay? Same questions get asked of him. All of a sudden, you got uh, Gagne and uh, John Jones. John Jones dispatches him. Oh, hi, DC. Hi. Hi, Teletubby. You know, starts calling so throwing the verbal abuse around, and I think that would probably be one of the most epic um, battles, just because of the history. Um, and then it's different because I think there at that at at that level, um, DC is just a different guy. He's a different fighter. He possesses different power. Um, and then of course, just the strength comes into his re- his wrestling, and he hasn't depleted himself. He's not feeling weak. He's not having to manage himself. You know, he can just get in and do his job. How does that then come up against a guy now who's picked up the weight? Uh, you move different when you're heavier. You don't have the same ability to to react as quick as what you do. So yeah, a lot of questions get posed in in that little little uh, little foursome they got going over there. Gareth,
0: obviously, we all want to see the heavyweight stand and bang. That's what we want to see. It puts bums on seats, gets people excited. I think. Before we get into that, let's introduce our guest. He's a man who's come all the way from Zimbabwe. He's lived on the streets of Cape Town. He's been through all sorts of turmoil and fought his way to the top of the welterweight pile at the EFC. He is the champion of the welterweight division. Temba the answer, Garimbo. But he's not done yet. He's got his sights set on the UFC and uh, he has laser-like focus on getting across and fighting in the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Gareth, what do you think of or what do you make of uh, Timber, because he's a stellar, stellar athlete, and and he's a formidable opponent.
1: Look, uh, I think um, I've had the privilege of spending a lot of time around Tim's. Uh, we were, we, we go way back. Um, ah, Mr. Garumbo. What's happening, Gareth McIlven? We were just talking about you. We were just talking about you, and I was just saying that you know I've been very fortunate to be around you and through your whole career and see you progress. And, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people understand where you've come from and what you've been through and what you've had to endure to, to get to the level that you had. And that's to me is in the most incredible story. I mean, it's truly inspirational for anybody that's in this industry. You know, I, I, I go through my, my career and I think, Oh, you know, I was an inspiration to so many, but the kind of stuff that you've achieved, Tim's is just a, a remarkable thing. And, and your passion and your desire to just be better is, I think, is really unmatched in in, in many circles. And uh, I think that comes from your relationship with the Martin. We know what kind of a great champion he was, and how he yeah. led uh, from the front in terms of his work ethic. And I think that shows in you as well. Yeah, I think I think it's exciting. I, I think we've seen these African fighters just come and they're making noise and they're just destroying everything that's in their path and they're putting their hands up to the world and saying, "Hey, don't don't count us out." Just because we're from a country that doesn't have the, or a continent that doesn't have what you have in terms of financial backing, and that doesn't mean we're not killers at heart and we're not um, able to work hard. So I'm excited for Tim's. I'm, I'm really keen to see what he does next. Um, I remember thank Timber. You,
2: thank you, guys, man. Thank
1: you very much. I remember Timber sleeping under the cage. Remember those? Days? I mean, <laughs> went under, on a cold floor, under a cage in a gym. Uh, yeah. just because he had this, this dream of himself and he's never given up on that, and that's what I think most fighters need to take an example from.
2: Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Man, I also take inspiration from you, uh, you yourself, and Jamat, you are there. How's size? How are you, man? I'm good,
0: thank, thank you, Zemba. I see the, the nice uh, yeah, like there.
2: yeah, bro, there's no buffers uh, open, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll get. I'll get, I'll, get, I'll get this done soon. But I don't know, like, time is limited now, you know, like I'm waiting too much. Uh, but, yeah, like I said to you, like, for me to goiti come here good, to Toronto, can you hear me? Yeah, the timber, the goatee looks good. Yeah, hey, but I look old with this thing. <laughs> 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 no, so, like, I was saying to you, like, for me, like, I always told you that, the reason why i had to move from cape town to here it was because i wanted to train with yourself demat and costa Yano, uh because you guys were were the champions then and i wanted to see what type of work ethic i need to put into because i always knew that i worked hard when i was in cape town but when you when you're working hard and you don't really see champions around you you don't you, you, you kind of like think, okay, I'm working hard, but what about the champions? What are they doing, you know? So that I, that's when I made a decision that, you know, I need to go and train with these guys and, you know, see where I am as a person, as an athlete. And that's, yeah, you guys made me come here and I appreciate that, you know. I, I'll take this forever and uh, it will be something that I will always say. I moved to Johannesburg because I wanted to train with yourself, Demart, and Costayano, and I'm here, and I'm going where I will go, because I moved to Johannesburg to train with you guys.
0: I'm curious, well, uh, Ember. I mean, you, your yeah. move has clearly paid off, because you're the champ, you know, and uh, you've worked hard. Don't and you've think defended. I have the
2: champ anymore, eh? <laughs>
0: well, I mean, the record, the record will put it that you, you've claimed the belt. You've got that uh, black and gold strap, and you defended it. Yeah. So wherever it Thank needs you, now you, is another story. But let, let's go back to those days where you moved up to Joburg. I mean, how were you welcomed into the gym? Did they? How did you feel? Because it must be intimidating with uh, a guy like Soldier Boy, Demart Penner, Kosteianu in the gym, you know, setting the bar so high. Wasn't it intimidating at that time?
2: Uh, for me, I, you know, like, I was not intimidated, but it was hard for me, you know, like, obviously, like, I'm moving for the first time from a comfort zone, which was kept down then, to come here to Johannesburg with the unknown and having to live in the gym. I've never lived in the gym before that, but I made that sacrifice that, you know what, whatever it takes for me to be where I want to be, I'll do it. And when I moved here, like the guys were welcoming were to me, you know, like everybody that was there were welcome, like they were all cool guys. and. Uh, we took it from there. Like, I was here for, I think, for a week. Then I got injured. Um, I had a shoulder injury. So I, didn't, I trained for a week. My first firing session, I got my shoulder dislocated, so I couldn't train anymore. Uh, then I had to do the surgery, organize the surgery. Then I had to go back to Cape Town for three months. Um, so it was, it, was, it was tough and okay at the same time, man.
0: So where, where are you now, Timba, in terms of your career? Because when I interviewed you for CGTN recently, you set your yeah. sights on the UFC. And, and I mean, uh, Gareth, I don't know if you knew this, but he was Zimbabwe's Sportsman of the Year, I mean, for his achievements. So he's recognized in his I, I home that. country.
1: That's, I did see that's, that. And that, that's, that's the amazing thing is, like, for for Timba's story to... To say he's was now Zimbabwe Sportsman of the Year and see uh, receive that accolade is it's a phenomenal thing. I mean you can't you can't deny uh, what what he's achieved when, when he does things like that, and it just means that he's set for so much more. Um, he I mean I know I know how hard he works. We often chat every now and again. Yeah, I'll see him putting in the yards, and I'll drop him a note on 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 the on the Insta or something, but. You know, it, it, it's, it's so hard when you do become a champion and you, you so often go, oh, you know, okay, I'm here and what's next? You know, you kind of start to lose that drive and your focus shifts a little bit and, you know... I'm you know, not losing that grass. You don't, <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't see that. You don't see that with Thames. He's, he's, he's 100% invested in, in his dream and uh, the reality is that he'll achieve his dream just because of how driven he is. Yeah, like for me, size,
2: uh, like uh, like, like my focus is UFC, um, and it's going to happen straight after this whole thing is done. Uh, obviously, we are in a circumstance where we are forced to be where we are. We can't be moving around and doing anything. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm, my next fight won't be here in South Africa, unfortunately. Um, I will bring, uh, I, I'm 100% sure that when I get my title shot in the UFC, it will be in Africa. Um, yeah, that's that's how I see it, and you know, like 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 I say, like Garrett say, like where my where where you put your energy, that's where, you're, you're, like where you put your energy and focus, that's where you're you're going to go. You know, like I'm my I'm my my dedication, my hard work, it's all focused on one thing, that is to become the first African that lives and train in Africa to become a UFC champion to go all the way without you know like having to go and train overseas, like. Not because of ego, I don't want to go and train overseas. I can go and train overseas. I've been offered my manager, Kawa from official management. He, he has offered me to go and live in Florida, Florida uh, and train there. But um, I've, I've, I've been honest with him. I told him, listen, yeah, I, I would love to, but I can't because I'll be betraying myself and the people that I, that I made a promise that I want to be the first guy that will go uh, all the way and still lives and train in Africa, you know, like I just want uh, my my main thing is to inspire people in, uh, from Africa, you know, that, Hey, we don't have to go there, like not for ego or anything, but we don't have to really go there to go all the way and become champions in the UFC, you know, like now knowledge is everywhere on the internet. If you seek it, you'll find it. And for me, that's, that's exactly what I do every single day. I, after this, I'm actually going to go home now after this, then um, I I do my research on things, certain things that we need to work on tomorrow, you know, like just seek that knowledge and come and apply it in the gym, then uh, work as hard as I can. And I will achieve all my dreams, I I believe so. And I see that. And um, I want someone else to be able to do that from Africa after me and say, you know, even before me, if they can, you know, like, but the race is on and I'm I'm not I'm not dropping anytime soon, man. I'm, I'm going to go all the way. I want to be the guy. I want to be I want to be to become the first guy who trains and lives in Africa, who has never trained anywhere else. I've never trained anywhere else. I've trained only in Africa. Um I might train with guys from Brazil here and there and that stuff like that. Um but I want to go all the way. If I need someone that wants uh, let's say a wrestler or something, I might bring them here. From whatever country they come from, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to do it and do it from here. So, Tim, so,
0: yeah,
1: carry okay, So, I got a question for you, Tim. Um, and um, uh, CS and I were chatting about it a bit earlier. You know, you, you, today you have this talk of uh, um, UFC, and and the, and you've been very vocal in your um, your your call outs of. Uh, The the current (laughs) welterweight champion, Kamaru Usman. Kamaru. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, for me, we we know that you're not a a big welterweight. You walk around at about 78, 79 uh, kilos. Previously, you were fighting at welterweight. Where do you see yourself in the UFC? What division? And then, how do you see the threat of much larger welterweights um, if that's the space that you want to be in? Uh, for me, like um, I used to walk around
2: 78, 79, but now I walk around 85 because um, I've through throughout this whole lockdown. I I know where I'm heading, and I know the guys will be bigger and obviously skill. They in the UFC probably it's more the same level. It's about the guy who wants it. That's the guy that wins. Uh, So for me, I don't want to make another man feel like uh, he's stronger than me or anything is bigger than me. So I've I've picked up a bit bit more weight now. I'm working around 85. Um, I've been lifting a lot and doing conditioning a lot uh, throughout this whole lockdown. So I've gained muscle mass and um, my division will be water weight. When I get in the UFC, my division will be water weight. Uh, For the first fight i don't care which fight they get, which division they'll give me you know like if they give me lightweight i'll make lightweight if they give me a water weight i'll make water weight that my division my focus is the water weight uh because i believe that there's no man on earth that if you sign a fight to fight me a water weight and even with issues or no issues uh, i will be victorious you know like that's how i think because i'm I perform very well with water weight and I work very hard at water weight. I do not have any problem. I have not had, I've not lost a fight at water weight. Uh, the only fight that I've lost was lightweight, uh, which is something that I can't do personally. Like I look like I might I might be a small water weight, but for me, it's, it's hard on my body to to be cutting to lightweight and stuff like that. I don't feel like like myself, you know, how I feel at water weight. The guys might be, look, might look bigger, might look all muscular and stuff like that, but I have not fought one waterweight that I came out of the fight and say, you are stronger than me. Um, and that's what, that's my focus. My focus is going all the way in the waterweight division. My dream fight is to fight Kamaru Guzman in Africa and take the belt from him. It will be like a big brother passing the torch to a young brother, you know. I'd, I wish him nothing but the best, you know. I want him to keep winning because once I get there, I'm gonna wanna fight. In twelve months, I'm gonna be clocking six fights, man. I, I'm not going to. I, I'm not going to be fighting, fighting for wins. I'll be fighting for everything, man. Like uh, my, yeah, man. Like I, I'm telling you, I've got the chibomasho, which I'm gonna use in a nice way. I'm going to, man. I'm gonna destroy guys. When I get there, I'm going to destroy guys, and I'm going to go all the way and I want to fight. I wish nothing for Kamaru, but the best. I want him to keep winning his fights. For him, he just have to win three fights. For me, realistically, I have to win, like, six fights, or five fights, maximum five fights, six fights in a row. Uh, but the way I see it, like, I put it out there that my first fight is going to be fighting a guy that is already a big name there. It will be a short-notice fight, and I'll be fighting a guy that is a big name, and I'll make my impact straight away and they'll take notice and they'll throw me to the sharks and I'll handle it.
0: Timba, do you have an MMA crystal ball that you can see all this? Because so far, everything you've predicted is, has come true. I mean, when I first met you, you said, I'm going to be champion one day at EFC and that's happened. And yeah. then, uh, this laser focus is, is incredible, but I've got to ask you, you know, there's a lot in the news about uh, Usman and Conor McGregor going head to head. What do you make of that fight?
2: Uh, I see, like I told you, Kamaru is going to win. He's going to keep winning. He's going to keep winning. He, I I feel it in my heart that Kamaru is going to win. He's going to win. He's going to keep winning. He's going to keep winning. Um, me and him, we've got a debt. I feel, I feel that way. That's, that's how I see it. I wish him nothing but the best because it would be good for me to take the belt from him. And uh, I, Conor McGregor, if I was Conor, I wouldn't take that fight because it will put him like three steps back, you know. Because Kamari is not, he's not, he's not, he's not as, as much as people think XYZ about Kamari, he's not a dumb guy, he's a smart fighter. He has got better fight IQ than Conor. Um, Conor might be popular and might be XYZ like people think he is, but the power is just too much. And Kamar won't be as stupid as he was in the copy Carlington fight where he fought first two rounds in South Pole, um, trying to prove a point. He's gonna fight, he's gonna fight to win. And you know, if you fight corner, you win, you make money. So that's he's an African guy, he's from Nigeria. You know, Nigeria loves money. So he's going, he's going to do whatever it takes for him to win, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, like that's how I see it. He's gonna do whatever it takes. He's, going to, he's not going there to entertain people, man. He's going. He's going to do what is needed to win. Um,
1: another. I think it's. I, I think it's uh, truly. It Sorry. Yes. Say that again. No.
0: Ca- no carry on. You got to love this quarantine Zoom uh, style broadcasting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen. I think it's a. I think it's a. Uh, it's a. It's. It's quite an interesting fight. Again, we saw it. Khabib did to Conor in terms of the wrestling. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, Kamar's a Division One wrestler in the U.S. He was a Division One wrestler in the U.S. He was an All-American. His uh, his wrestling game is uh, next level. He also hits like a truck, and he's a big welterweight. We spoke about this. He walks around 205 pounds. You know, he's just a he's he's a, he's a genetic specimen. He's a strong human being. I think he's going to pose too many threats for Connor. But then you never know, and this is Conor McGregor we're talking about. He could uh, he could knuckle dust him and uh, put him to sleep. Um, you know, it, uh, does that happen? Does he have the does he have the grappling ability? Does he have the wrestling ability? Most definitely not to step in there with Kamar. We know that. We've seen Kamar handle some of the best best wrestlers in that division and just toss them around. Um, you saw what he did to Tyron Woodley, and I just don't see I don't see Connor be able being able to handle that. I, I just don't see that fight going through anyway. I mean, I don't know, is it signed? Have they have they confirmed that it's signed? No. No, I don't a- a
2: I I don't think it's going to happen, man. Connor is not a stupid guy either. He's not going to take that fight. It's a risk fight for him. What I think Connor would do probably is drag Mazidow to lightweight. That's how I see. Like he's gonna drag Masidow to lightweight because he's he's in the A a-side, you know, he can decide, hey, I want a fight with you, Masvidal, but it's lightweight. Masvidal will take it because, you know what, he's fought lightweight before and it's also for the money. And um, that's, thats I think that's what Conor is is all about until maybe he gets one more boxing fight or something, you know. He's a businessman.
0: You
1: don't think Masvidal is
0: going to fight Nate Diaz again for the BMF belt again?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that fight was uh, it, it was it, it it was a great fight. It was fantastic, but uh, Nate just didn't look like he was he was in the right space to be in there against that uh, that guy. Uh, look, uh, Masvidal striking is just the next level. He's uh, he he's he's vicious. He grew up in the in fighting in the backyards, bare knuckle. Ah, it. I watched yeah. that fight.
2: I watched that fight, bro. He's not that good. Uh, yeah,
1: listen. He, he, he put, you know, you well. know what
2: he did well. He did well on the, on knocking out those two guys. But you know, like for me, obviously, it's, he's a water weight, and I wouldn't say anything nice about him. I want to kill him. Uh, because obviously kill. I'll be idolizing him. So for me, when I watch that fight, I watch and visualizing what I would do to him. He was not that good, man. Like, uh, he come on, it's he. Uh, I don't know, bro. I don't know.
1: James, if you want to be the <laughs> ufc champion of the world no one's good
2: yeah i like for me personally the only thing we are managed by the same management company that's the only reason i can't say anything really about him and obviously like for me to get like my my part of my my into the ufc thing is through him as well like i respect that and i like that but um, you know it's it's uh, he's not that good bro like come on
0: <laughs> I, I, th- I think uh, I think that's interesting because uh, yeah, Timbers picking his words very cleverly uh, and carefully uh, with his next move in line. Um, it brings me to this yeah. weekend. <laughs> this weekend, Tyron Woodley against Gilbert Burns. Uh, Gareth, I know you're a, you're a Burns fan. Uh, you like the look of him. How do you see that one going out in Fight Night this weekend in Vegas? Yeah,
1: look. So again. Uh, woodley big stronger uh probably a little bit bigger than burns uh woodley he, he's too he's too obsessed with that right hand i think i think guys have started to figure that out he's lucky in that he has the wrestling to uh to go with that um you know he, he he's gonna try and he's gonna try and uh, suck, uh, burns into that uh, confrontation burns we know what a, what a master is on the floor Incredibly good uh, guy, got a good wrestling base, but you, you saw you saw his striking against Damien Maya. He just sucked in that he sucked in that right hand, slipped off it, and threw an incredible hook. And it was it was so natural in the way that he threw it. It didn't look like he was a ground fighting guy who came from that who has this ground background. He looked like a striker. Um, and again, he's just got this aura about himself. He's got this confidence, a lot like Timber has. You know, he believes one hundred percent in confident. himself no, and his ability, and he, and he and he and he backs himself. And I think I think it's we in for a really good fight. I think Tyron has to fight an incredibly smart fight. I think he he has to win if he wants to put his hand up for a title shot. I think if he loses this fight, it's going to push him down the rankings, and I think he's he's going to have a tough time finding himself back to the top. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, but my, my money's definitely on Burns. I think he's, uh, I think he's going to outdo Woodley on the night. And uh, yeah, he's he's an interesting guy to watch. me your thoughts?
2: I, I think the same. The same thing might happen because you know, like um, with Burns. Actually, I've never watched him fight until I, I had to watch this Demon Meyer fight of his. He's very, very good on the ground. He he wasn't he's one of the guys that actually could handle Demon May's Jiu Jitsu, you know. Like when Demon Meyer mounted him, he managed to escape so easily like nothing has happened. Um like I don't know how he he had this thing, like he wanted to go for a single leg. He got mounted, then he switched like from being mounted to like a single leg to up and and the power that he when he threw that it was a left hook actually, when he threw that left hook, it was it was seemed like effortless really. It was just natural power in his genes, I think. And he, not so many guys have knocked out Damien Maia, man. Like, he's it one of the guys that actually has not been knocked out a lot of times. And having no stand-up like him, you, you should think that he has been knocked out many times, but uh, only a few guys have managed to knock him out. So I, I personally think Tyron Woodley's days is um, a little bit numbered now. And Benz has got that new hunger and that new band, that new breed type of fight. And actually, Benz has got more fights in the UFC than – more fights and wins in the UFC than Tyron Hoodley. Because uh, I think he's got 11 wins, three losses. And Tyron Woodley has got nine wins and three losses. So, um, I think – I think I would go with Benz
0: on this one. Jorino you to beat uh, the chosen one. Um, and, and these are two and guys. Who do you think? Oh, I must say, I, quite, I like Woodley. I, I've been a fan of his. I like the way he, he just pushes the pace. Uh, but from what uh, I've seen about from Burns, I think he's going to make it very difficult. I think this whole fight card is very close to call. If you think of some of the other fights on this card, um, they, it's going to be a competitive night. And, and it's great to see because the last few UFC events we've seen, I mean, Gareth and I have spoken of them at length. It's been so competitive that you've had to have the judges come in, and, and then you've had con- controversial stoppages and things like that. So it's had it all. So I can't wait for this one to get underway um, this weekend. And then it's just nonstop UFC action from this weekend going until the end of July. It's just absolutely fantastic. But yeah, there I'm any other fight? yeah the card is very tough. Is there any other fights that you guys are getting excited about on this uh, on this fight night in Vegas? Gareth I mean uh, looking at some of the heavyweights we've also got the woman in action with Mackenzie Dern and Hannah cyphers there's some close, close uh fights coming up
1: so look i think I think uh, the ladies' fights is quite interesting uh you know Mackenzie being a world champion, I think she's she has really uh, uh made Made a lot of fighters look very average. Once she makes connection, um, her jiu jitsu is incredibly slick, and I think it's just kind of at that level where it's just too good for uh, for for the for the ladies that she is fighting. Um, you know, I think once she moves up the ranks, I think the, it could be a little bit different. Um, I I, I forget now the rest of the card. Who else have we got on there, Uh, Sias? You've got uh, Roosevelt Roberts, Brock Weaver,
0: Kevin Holland, Daniel Rodriguez, and Blago Ivanov against uh, Augusto Sakai, the heavyweight. So that's pretty much um, the main fight uh, to look forward to. And then in terms of the prelims, um, I know there's a guy – who's caught my eye, uh, and and just purely because of his nickname, he's the Ginger Alpha, or the Alpha Ginger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Alpha
1: Ginger. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Uh, Is it Spates or something like that? I'll have to find out. I'll tell you now. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's have a look here. He is Spike Carlisle. He's the Alpha Ginger. So he he automatically gets... He, I tell you now, uh, he automatically gets my vote uh, in this one. Um, yeah. Let's have a look here. Hold on a second. Uh, yeah, both of these guys are one and zero in the in the UFC. One forty-five pounds. Um, so these guys are pretty new, but I mean, come on, just with a with a nickname like that, you have to back this guy to win against. uh <laughs> <laughs> <The James Quartillo. laughs> But yeah that's an interesting,
1: thing. That's interesting thing i think we i mean we haven't uh there's guys in there that i that I haven't heard of, and that's how quickly the the game changes i mean one minute it's uh, it's it's this guy next minute it's that um yeah uh, he i think he 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 lost recently to um was it was it it was walters i think he was one of the guys that lost to walters if i stand to be correct so yeah i think, I think so he, I think he got knocked out by walters uh, uh, I think he's a crafty, uh, old school uh, mentality. Um, he's he's a tough guy, and he and he poses a serious threat. He's got good heavy hands, but I know he's got fantastic judo um, a, as well, um, which is we don't see a lot of top class judo fighters. They just pop up every now and again. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I think uh, it'll be good to see some new names on the card, see some new faces, see what uh, what what kind of talent the UFC is bringing through. Um, uh, you, you're right, the, the cards from now to July, are stats. No, I want to ask
2: something. Yeah. This there is the Danny Hooker fight and Dustin Poirier. Is it really going to happen?
1: So from, from what I hear, they they're working hard behind the scenes to 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 get it done. Um, I've chatted. Some of uh, the guys that I trained with in New Zealand, and uh, uh, they say it's a fight that he really wants. Um, he believes that if he if he beats Dustin, he's 100% puts himself in uh, title contention. Um, and uh, I know that they they're really really trying to make that happen. That'll be a great fight. All right. Uh, I think it's already on the card. It's on the 27th of June. I you <laughs> could be uh, 10, You could be 100% correct you could be
2: 100% right. Yeah, I I I I saw something on the internet. Obviously like for me uh now I've decided, you know, like I'm not going to watch these guys in the the only guys I'm going to check out is like the water weights. But I've decided you know what, for me to go all the way I mustn't watch these guys and try idolize them. So like I've if I stumble upon a UFC fight, cool, but I'm not going to be doing that so that's why I don't even know what's happening with this card on the weekend. The only reason I watched this one, because obviously they are water weights. Uh, Did you know what, 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 whatever his name is, and That's uh, the uh, Yeah, but you know, for me, that's how I've been thinking. So I also saw that thing on the internet that they fight, the Den Hooker and things fighting. So I thought maybe Dana was something we don't. But um, I know that in the next 30 to 90 days, they might be allowing people to fly and, and fight. There. I don't know. Yes, overhead.
1: But on uh, this weekend, uh, the woman's, uh, the uh, old uh, uh, uh combatant that he was loudly shouting out about Shevchenko. Her, her sister's fighting on the card. She's also yeah. somebody to watch from the very talented uh, group of people. And then, of course, 250. 250 Nunez, yeah. the lady killer. Yeah, let's yeah, let back. We, we'll get into. We'll I get hope into she doesn't that. lose, man. I hope she doesn't lose. I hope she I doesn't just, lose. I don't. I just don't see us giving her any trouble at all. uh she's just, she's too good. She's just too strong. You know, right. rock paper scissors. <laughs> <laughs> You remember the oh, rock shoot. paper
2: scissors in the same in the bandam in the same division there was a rock paper scissors. Uh, Ronda Rossi beat Mesa Tate. Mesa Tate beats um, who did Mesa Tate beat? Uh, Holy beat beat Holy beat Ronda Rousey. Yeah. So yeah, that right. might be the rock paper scissors uh, because I think this chick has fought what is his name what's his name, uh, what's her name? Uh, Chris Eubank.
1: Oh, if oh, yes. I'm not mistaken.
2: Yes, yeah true. so that's that's my my biggest worry you know like i'm like i hope it doesn't happen that way you know because night's gone full it can go full circle you know you
1: never know you know the thing is we as we both know Tim there's nothing guaranteed in the in any fight you can be the best fight in the world you can be an absolute killer and somebody comes along and it's just their night and they put you away so yeah it's true you would always put your money on Nunez, yes, but and who knows? Maybe we see a, a massive upset there. I think I think that's the card I'm that Dan worried, Hooker. Bro. I think that's the <laughs> card. UFC is uh, Dan Hooker. I think he's on that. card. Yeah, I think you're right.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've I'm, just I'm, got wo- a- I'm worried about that. I'm worried about that fight. The, that fight might don't if if you have a hundred bucks to spare, put it on the other girl, Felicia's uh, whatever Spencer, because she might she might uh, cause the biggest upset in UFC history. I think.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll hold you to that, Timber, when we chat again. We're going to come to the end of the show, unfortunately. And uh, we've got uh, yeah, Kevin man. Holland. Kevin Holland is pulled out of uh, UFC fight night this weekend um, with an undisclosed uh, injury. So it shakes up the fight card a little bit. But still, Tyron Woodley. What, what division? Gilbert Burns. Um, what division is Kevin Holland? Yeah, Kevin Holland is... I'll tell you now... I am just trying to find out is he not li- He's well to wait well to wait he was meant to make his something you know, some welterweight debut. in York, like you were in
2: America
0: I was going to say could have been had your number He could have had your number
1: them's phone if we have to hire a jet we'll hire one phone phone them and tell them you're ready <laughs> tell them I'm, no, I mean, the,
2: no the thing is i can't go out of this country man like um i I kind of got offered a fight on the 16th of April, but I was also injured. Um, then, uh, yeah, that went all around and stuff like that. Obviously, the Khabib cut, then someone then the cut was moved completely to the 9th of May. Then the whole thing, Corona happened. Uh, yeah, so we'll see, we'll see what happens, but the future looks bright, man, like, we'll, it will be good. Don't worry, it will be good.
0: Well, we're going to have to leave it there, gentlemen. I have no doubt, Temba Garimbo, that the future is bright for you. Uh, Gareth and I will be closely watching everything that happens. We wish you all yeah, the best. Yeah, man, nice. And, uh, thank keep you very up much the,
2: for inviting keep up,
0: me, man. No, well, keep up doing Zimbabwe and uh, African MMA proud because uh, I know that uh, your story is, is incredible from where you started. I know you don't want to talk about those dark, dark days to where you are now. It's a, a new chapter and a new focus. So thank you for your time. Gareth, we're going to have to end it there. <laughs> Um, Where can people get you on social media, Temba?
2: Uh, They can follow me on Instagram. Uh, That's where I'm more active, like Gorimbo underscore MMA. Uh, Facebook, I'm not really active there, but I'm more active on uh, Instagram now on Twitter. Um, But, yeah, mostly Instagram, if people want to follow me or want to have a chat and stuff like that, Uh, yeah, we can uh, talk.
0: Simba, thanks for your time, uh, Gareth. Yeah, uh, we all know where your social media uh, handles are. Uh, a, quick, a quick, okay. <laughs> Soldier Boy Inc. If I'm not mistaken, right?
1: Correct at Soldier Boy Inc. Insta. There you go. But, uh, grab me. All there. those
0: things. I just want a big yeah. shout out. You're to Gareth. Oh, good question. Sorry? Good question.
1: Yeah, this, good uh, night. Night. You know I me, mean, I'm an old man now. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a working man. But uh, as soon as the lockdown's out, I'm definitely going to be putting some time back on the mat. I've, uh, I miss it desperately. So, I don't know. Let's see from there. Let's get on the mat and do some training and let's see where that takes me. Are
0: you waiting yeah, for a come. are you waiting for a Paolo Costa text, uh, Gareth?
1: I'll still go. <laughs> I told you this this morning. If they called me and said, Paulo needs an opponent, you're up, I'm in. Uh, one hundred percent. I, 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 hes a big, strong guy. I've been in there with big, strong guys. I've been hit. Yeah, you hard fought Paulo Costa, times. huh? Yes, that's correct. I've been hit very hard many times, so that kind of thing doesn't scare me. Uh, would I like another crack at him? One hundred percent.
0: I, I still yeah, want to see.
2: That that guy has got self confidence for for days, man. Yeah. I like I, I like his confidence.
0: He's got terrible yeah, shirts, he, though. <laughs> terrible shirts. <laughs>
1: I still and something in his muscles. Something <laughs> in his muscles.
0: I uh, I still want to see a, a rematch with a certain Brendan Lazar.
1: Yeah, look, a uh, fight I would definitely take if the opportunity presented itself. Um, yeah, I mean uh, I don't believe that uh, should be the end of the story. Like I said, let me get in, let me get in, do some hard work, and see, see where it goes from there. All right, guys, but thank you, you very out, much. Guys, why? why are we- well,
2: why would you? Why would you want to have a rematch with Brendan Lazar?
1: Why would I not want to have a rematch with Brendan Lazar? Tim? no, to like settle. for me, like you don't have
2: anything to prove. I, I mean, there's a, there's a score to settle, but you know, like what I always say to guys: don't fight for. It's not for breaking rights. We know you, Gareth. You know what we have achieved. If you have to do something else, do that, bro. Like you don't have to put yourself in a position where it's like now it's breaking rights. No, man. Come on, bro. Do a fight when you want to fight. Don't. Don't let us put you in position where you are forced to have a fight with someone. You know what I'm saying? Don't fight for breaking laws. You have achieved more than anybody in Africa continent, currently. You know, like, you, you, you've gone all the way and you, you're Gareth McKellen. You know, like, who doesn't know the guy with the beard who <laughs> fights the <laughs> UFC?
1: You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, thanks, Tim's. But um, I think it's just a little voice in the back of my head that constantly talks yeah. to me. But I mean, hey, like I said, it's not—it's not something I'm chasing. If it presented itself and it was—and uh, it was worth it, yeah, hundred percent. We could talk about it. Um, for me, I, I love MMA. I just want to be—I want to be back in the environment where I'm getting punched in the teeth a little bit and—and uh, and a bit of. <laughs> you can uh, come yeah. <laughs> <and> here. <then, laughs> and I have done a, few, a fair fair yeah. amount of rounds together. Don't you worry
0: all right guys we're <laughs> cool. gonna have to leave it there we're running out of time thank you very much uh remember to like thank and subscribe on youtube thank you, YouTube. you, thank you very much and uh thanks. Thanks. We'll, gareth we'll chat again next week after fight night in las vegas it's woodley against yeah, Burns. thanks for your time let's go Myself, they call me J-O, hang to the easy ear, yeah. huh. know that we undefeated, y'all are beneath them speeches, trying to air a grievance. but his lines are overhead, better check the air for clearance, call the tower, this is our critic, he the air apparent, uh-huh. really i never been better, yeah. legacy this is forever, huh. all the more times I've been severed, I'm raising the bar. you can go ahead and measure, yeah. think about time with a toast, yeah. time
2: that we welcome to go, y'all were just leaving a note, yeah. Yeah. this right here for Rev oh,